You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm Scott Cullen. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Lockdown MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to go back and do some uh, power rankings here. I'd I did it uh, early in August, kind of kind of a look at where teams are headed into the stretch run, uh, and there has actually been some movement. Uh, and so I figure as we uh, head down uh, into September that uh, another status update to kind of see where see where teams are heading down the stretch run. Uh, and then we'll dig deep on the wave wire, some injury updates, uh, and then one matchup uh, that I like for Thursday's game. Uh, and so we'll start uh, with the power rankings at number 30. We've got the Baltimore Orioles and the Orioles, who were actually ranked 23rd the last time around. Uh, they're just—they've just been awful. They are 41 and 84. Their run differential is minus 234. And here's the thing—they've got a few legitimate uh, hitters: uh, Cedric Mullins, Ryan Mountcastle, Trey Mancini. That's, that's something. Uh, but on the mound, uh, John Means and Bruce Zimmerman, and Zimmerman's been on the injured list for quite a while. Uh, they're the only pitchers on the Orioles roster that have started 10 games and have an ERA under six. So I think you know where the problem is. And, you know, Means is rocking a 3.46 ERA, but he can go, only go once every five days. Uh, the rest of them are just getting clobbered. Uh, number 29, we've got the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates are 48 and 85, uh, run differential minus 203. And Brian Reynolds having a great season for the Pirates, uh, but basically right now he's surrounded by players who are struggling to play in the major leagues. And so, uh, and and that's all positions. Uh, pitchers, everything. Uh, and so, yeah, Pi- Pirates and Orioles are really in a in a dogfight there for the, the bottom. Uh, at number 28, the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks are 45 and 90, minus 180 run differential. And the, the thing is, the Diamondbacks by, are by no means good, but they are slightly respectable here. They have no aces in their pitching staff, but their their starting rotation is, is a bunch of guys who have ERAs in their fours, and, and now <laughs> five guys with ERAs in their fours is is not the path to success, uh, but it's not a path to disaster either, in, in the same way that, say, the Orioles uh, are going. And so uh, the Diamondbacks, not great, uh, but maybe a little bit more competitive when you get Madison Bumgarner pitching uh, half decently, and, and Zach Gallen ha- has struggled uh, this year, uh, but, you know, you start stringing together a few of these half-decent starts, uh, and at least you can be competitive. Uh, number 27, the Texas Rangers, up from number 30. Uh, good news here for the Rangers. They're 47 and 86, minus 148 uh, run differential. And so they're still awful, uh, but they maybe have some slight uh, glimmer of hope uh, with uh, pitchers getting a shot in their rotation. Taylor Hearn's been pretty effective since uh, moving into the rotation, and Glenn Otto uh, had a nice start for them. Uh, in his major league debut, and so you're not going to put a whole lot of value on uh, on the very small samples uh, from Hearn and Otto. But if you're de- going down the stretch here for the Rangers, maybe uh, gives you some slight reason for optimism. Number 26, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, you know, it turns out that when you gut the team, the results are not going to be as good. And 
you know, they, they've Patrick Wisdom, Rafael Ortega, Frank Schwindel. That's giving them some some potential late season value. But their pitchers, whew, it's it's tough to trust any of them. Even Kyle Hendricks, who's won 14 games, his ERA, WHIP are way higher uh, than usual. Uh, and so, uh, Cubs uh, are are not as good as their overall record would indicate. Uh, pretty much the same thing goes for the Washington Nationals, who are at 25. They're at 24. Uh, last time we did. Uh, the rankings, and really Juan Soto, still playing like a star, uh, even after a bit of a slow start this year. you got Josh Bell, Yadiel Hernandez, Riley Adams, uh, may- maybe have some appeal uh, among the Nationals right now, and really when it comes to pitching, they have to hope Josiah Gray is, is legit. Uh, he was the kind of centerpiece of the trade, sending uh, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner to the Dodgers. But uh, overall, uh, the pitching is a, a real problem area for the Nationals right now. Uh, at number 24, the Kansas City Royals, who were at 21 uh, when we did this the last time. Royals are 59 and 73. They got a run differential of minus 97. You know, Salvador Perez is having a monster season. He has 38 home runs. Uh, Whit Merrifield and Nicky Lopez are kind of okay. Uh, otherwise, you've got a lot of holes in that lineup. Uh, and then they're relying on young pitchers, and that's Daniel Lynch and Brady Singer and Chris Bubich. Well, there's there's naturally some inconsistency that goes uh, with that group. And their bullpen, uh, well, they don't have big names. They're, they've been okay. Uh, but overall, yeah, the Royals still have some work to do, which uh, seems to be a, a frequent uh, lament of the Kansas City Royals. Uh, number 23, the Miami Marlins, who were at 25. Uh, so they're up slightly, but I think they're really just up slightly because they had so many injuries in their pitching staff. Uh, in early August that they, they've managed to get a few guys back. Uh, the rotation is actually quite solid, uh, but there's not much offense uh, there. They've got Jesus Aguiar, Jazz Chisholm. Those are only the, they're only above average players offensively. Uh, and so you know, the, the Marlins, I mean, a minus 39 run differential isn't that bad, but when you combine it with the 55 and 78 record, well, that's how they end up here. Uh, number 22, we've got the Colorado Rockies, down from 20. Uh, the Rockies are 61 and 72, minus 32 run differential. Uh, and now they've got respectable pitching, believe it or not, as much as I've railed against uh, taking a Rockies pitcher this year. Uh, Herman Marquez, John Gray, Austin Gomber, Antonio Senzatella, Kyle Freeland, uh, that's an adequate group uh, of starting pitchers, you know, not stars. Uh, to be sure, but uh, it, it gives the Rockies a chance to at least be competitive. Uh, and then their, their hitters, you know, C.J. Crone, Brendan Rodgers, Trevor Story, uh, Ryan McMahon, Connor Joe has been a nice addition for them here uh, as a regular in the lineup, and and it's okay, uh, but it's, you know, it's okay enough to, to have a losing record and, and really not be in contention. Uh, number 21, we've got the Minnesota Twins, who were at 22, uh, now they're 58 and 75 minus 103 run differential, so it's not a, it's not like they're uh, they're rolling, uh, but they did get Byron Buxton back in the lineup. Uh, Josh Donaldson, Jorge Polanco, Luis Arias, Miguel Sano. They've got they've got some guys who can do some things offensively. Now the pitching, well, there's not much left. I mean Bailey Ober might be their staff ace. Michael Pineda's on the injured list. Kenta Maeda's having Tommy John surgery. They traded Jose Barrios and J. A. Happ, so uh, there's not a lot <laughs> not a lot uh, in the Twins rotation that you can really count on. Uh, number 20, we've got the Detroit Tigers, who were at 26. Uh, so, bit of a, a move here uh, for the Tigers. And uh, they have sort of a respectable uh, rotation. Casey Mize, uh, Matthew Boyd, Tarek Skubal, Wiley, Willie Peralta. That That's a adequate uh, top four there. And the lineup has some pop to it. Uh, Eric Haas and Jonathan Scope and Jaimer Candelario, Robbie Grossman, Akil Badu, even Miguel Cabrera uh, still. Uh, still can uh, get the job done, uh, at least a little bit. And, and the b- bullpen has been okay. And, and so, you, you know, you're, you're not uh, handing out uh, great awards here uh, for the Tigers being ranked 20th. Uh, 
but you know, given expectations and you know where I would have uh, placed the Tigers even two months ago, this is a pretty pretty big jump up. Uh, and so full credit to them for at least playing playing competitively here uh, down the stretch. Uh, number 19, the Los Angeles Angels, who they're 66 and 68, minus 64 run differential. They were at 18 last time, and really we're, we're running into problems here with the Angels is that uh, Shohei Otani is incredible, uh, but doesn't have a, nearly enough support. You know, offensively, Jared Walsh, catcher Max Stasi are, are a couple of other decent bats in that lineup, but there are a lot of holes, uh, especially with Mike Trout out. Uh, and then there are hardly any pitchers left uh, after Otani. Uh, Jose Suarez and Jaime Barilla uh, are, are there. Uh, they've traded Andrew Heaney, Dylan Bundy, Patrick Sandoval, Griffin Canning, Reed Detmers, all on the injured list. Well, it, it gets gets awfully difficult uh, for <laughs> you know one guy like Shohei Otani uh, to carry a team through this. But uh, that's sort of what's being asked uh, for the Angels. That number eighteen team that was nineteenth the last time, Cleveland, uh, who were sixty six and sixty four. They're only minus eight run differential. They're, you might have thought that Cleveland was kind of throwing throwing in the towel on the season, but they, they've kind of continued to, to linger around with a competitive record. And uh, nat- naturally, uh, Jose Ramirez and Fran Mel Reyes are the, the big bats in the lineup, but Ahmed Rosario's uh, come around and had a pretty nice season. Miles Straw has been a nice addition uh, from Houston at the deadline. Uh, Bobby Bradley uh, gives them some power, and Bradley Zimmer uh, has been an adequate fill-in in their outfield. Uh, now, the, the challenge is the pitching, is that uh, with Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali on the injured list, they've kind of had to, they've got Zach Plesak and Cal Quantrill and Tristan McKenzie. That, that would be kind of the nice makings of the back half of a rotation that has Bieber and Savali in it, but uh, that that's sort of, a, that's the top end of the Cleveland rotation at the moment. And so, you know, they're competitive uh, and, you know, full credit to them for doing it uh, without their best pitchers. Uh, number 17, St. Louis Cardinals. We're at 16 uh, at the last last rankings. Uh, Cardinals are 68 and 64, minus 21 run, run differential. And they, they don't have really enough offensive difference makers. You know, Goldschmidt and O'Neill, uh, Arenado, Carlson, Bader. Okay, they've got they've got a handful of uh, decent bats this year uh, in, their, in their rotation. Adam Wainwright has been like a, a huge surprise and just that he's been able to build on what he did last season, given, you know, he's, he's 39 years old. Uh, and then Kwang Hyung Kim has had a nice year uh, for them. J.A. Happ uh, has been adequate since uh, they picked him up from Minnesota, which is maybe more than you had right to expect, given how, how he pitched in Minnesota. Uh, but they're also uh, without Jack Flaherty. Uh, and he tried to come back, and his shoulder seems to be shot. And so uh, that's that's a big absence uh, from the Cardinals lineup. So... Uh, or their rotation. So th- that's where they sit uh, right now at number 17. Number 16, we've got the New York Mets. And the Mets, 65 and 67. they got a minus 25 run differential. Uh, and, of course, they, they have a rivalry going with their fans now, which seems like a great idea. Uh, Pete Alonso and Brandon Nimmo uh, have been good, but uh, you're, they don't have enough uh, going offensively. Like Michael Conforto hasn't had a good year. Uh, they need much more from Francisco Lindor and, and Javi Baez. So uh, the you would expect, uh, and certainly Steve Cohen would expect, uh, that his professional hitters uh, would uh, deliver better results, and that just hasn't been happening. Uh, as for pitching, Marcus Stroman's been pretty good. Tywon Walker started great, to, has faded a bit since. Tyler McGill's been okay, although uh, he, he's faded a bit uh, after uh, starting really well uh, when he got called up. Uh, but, you know, beyond that, uh, the Mets just, they, they don't have enough depth, and, and frankly, you know, once you've You've gone uh, throughout the season, um, you know, with without uh, Noah Syndergaard, uh, and then uh, you get Jacob Degrom, who who had just an incredibly amazing start to the season, uh, and he's out. Well, 
you know, naturally the results have been fairly devastating uh, for the Mets pitching staff. So, uh, you know, the Mets are at 16 and, and you can look at them and think that, you know, if DeGrom was healthy, if Syndergaard was healthy, well, things would be a whole lot different uh, and, and they'd be much closer to contention. Um, but uh, that, that's not the way the situation is right now. So uh, when we come back, we will look at the top half uh, of the power rankings uh, and uh, we'll go from there. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. To the top half of the power rankings, and we've got number 15, the Seattle Mariners, who were at 17 a while back. And look, the Mariners have a minus 56 run differential, which uh, kind of surprising that you would find them in the top half of the power rankings. But they're 72 and 62. Uh, you know, they keep finding ways to win. And uh, while statistically, I, I do not like the teams that quote unquote find ways to win uh, because it, it sounds like they're doing something unsustainable. Uh, and maybe that is the case uh, with the Mariners. Um, uh, you know, that, that record and that run differential, it seems uh, incongruous. Uh, but, you know, they've got some power in the lineup. Kyle Seeger, Mitch Hanniger delivering the home runs. Ty France uh, has been an effective hitter for them. Abram Toro uh, has been good since getting uh, acquired from Houston. But I think the, the story for them has been surprisingly effective pitching. Chris Flexen, Marco Gonzalez, Kusei Kikuchi, um, Logan Gilbert. They've, they've got some arms uh, and, you know, not overpowering aces, but guys who give them a chance. Uh, and so uh, full credit to the Mariners. The, the, they've done much better than I had expected uh, this season, uh, and now we'll, I mean, I don't know that they're going to carry this on all the way to the end, but uh, credit for the 72-62 and 62 record. Uh, number 14, Philadelphia Phillies, staying at 14. Uh, they were 60, they're at 68-64, and 64, minus 5 run differential, uh, and losing Reese Hoskins uh, is a big loss. You lose that power bat at first base. Uh, Bryce Harper having a monster season uh, for the, the Phillies, and a lot of the, I guess, strength of the Phillies is they just have a bunch of above-average hitters. Not not stars, uh, but JT Real Muto, Gene Segura, Andrew McCutcheon, uh, Brad Miller, um, Odubel Herrera even, uh, since getting into the lineup. But So you go through there, the Phillies have a decent lineup, and the rotation uh, between Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, uh, the addition of Kyle Gibson, uh, Ranger Suarez, Matt Moore, it's solid enough. Uh, I mean, they're much better at the top end than <laughs> the bottom, uh, but it, it's uh, it's enough to make the Phillies, uh, you know, feel competitive. Uh, but I think it, it you can also look at that and see well, this is this is why they're uh, you know sort of competitive enough, not competitive enough to uh, to really like their chances about uh, you know making the playoffs or or doing damage when they get there. Uh, number 13, we've got Cincinnati Reds, and they're still at 13. Uh, part of their, uh, they're 72 and 63, plus 44. Part of the reason they're they're still at uh, 13 is they've got Jesse Winker on the injured list right now, and Winker's been a huge part uh, of their offense. Joey Votto and Nick Castellanos have had great seasons, uh, getting so- solid contributions from rookie Jonathan India, Tyler Naquin, uh, the outfielder. And so uh, then you go to the rotation. Uh, Luis Castillo has been really inconsistent, and, and that's 
kind of the one thing that that's held them back a, a little bit. Like Wade Miley has vastly exceeded expectations. Tyler Molly uh, has been really good. He was a, a pretty popular pick as a breakthrough uh, performer this year, and he's lived up to that. Uh, Sonny Gray and Vladimir Gutierrez have been okay. Uh, but really, if you had Luis Castillo pitching as he had in the previous couple of seasons, um, it'd be easier to like the Reds even more. But overall, uh, they've, they've been competitive uh, and uh, they've been a very interesting team to watch. Uh, number 12, we've got the Oakland A's, who are down uh, from number 9. They're 73-60, and 60, plus 65 run differential. Uh, Starling Marte and Josh Harrison have both been great additions uh, to the lineup. Matt Olson's still having a huge year. Uh, and yet, it's kind of underwhelming, right? Uh, you know, Matt Chapman, Mark Canna, Jed Lowry, Tony Kemp, that's, those are okay pieces in your lineup. The suspension to Ramon Laureano obviously doesn't help. Uh, injuries right now, Seth Brown, Mitch Moreland, uh, that, that leaves uh, the A's a little bit thin. Uh, now, I think the biggest injury is Chris Bassett. Uh, the ace of their pitching staff get, takes a liner in the face, uh, and you know that's been crushing. Uh, Cole Irvin and Frankie Montas have been, have been pretty good for them, uh, but Sean Manaya and James Caprillion, uh, they've been fading lately, and, and they had been quite successful earlier in the year. Uh, and, but as they're fading down the stretch, so too are the A's. Uh, number 11, speaking of fading, we've got San Diego Padres, who were at number 5. Uh, they're 71-63, and 63, plus 68 run differential, but those numbers are, are dramatically worse than they were uh, early in August. Uh, and Fernando Tatis Jr. is having a monster season, uh, and almost all of the, the Padres' lineup is better than average. And that's Manny Machado and Jake Cronenworth and Will Myers, Trent Grisham, even Tommy Pham and Eric Hosmer they're, are okay, uh, Adam Frazier, who they they acquired from Pittsburgh, he struggled. He has a 5.36 OPS, so that you know there's one issue. But overall, uh, the the lineup is not the problem here for for San Diego. Uh, it's the pitching. Joe Musgrove uh, has been great, uh, but everybody else uh, seems to be struggling. Hugh Darvish, uh, Blake Snell, Chris Paddock, Ryan Weathers, all had more success earlier in the season. Then there's Dinoson Lamette, uh, who is really battling to to avoid surgery uh, and kind of in fits and starts and a few innings here and a few innings there, he'll show some signs of being pretty good. But if you can't count on him to be healthy, what what's the point? Uh, and so, anyway, the Padres, who uh, looked like they were going to be challenging uh, the Dodgers, you know, for, for Major League Baseball supremacy, uh, have, have sort of faded off that pace. Uh, number 10, we've got the Toronto Blue Jays, who were at number 4. They looked like they were rolling uh, when they got home in early August, but... Uh, now, uh, the Blue Jays are 70 and 62. They have a plus 117 run differential, which is obviously great, uh, but the record is not supporting it. And, you know, you've got a lineup that has Vladimir Guerrero Jr., George Springer, Marcus Semien, Teoscar Hernandez, Bo Bichette. Well, no surprise, they can crush the ball. Uh, and Corey Dickerson's been a decent addition for them as well. And then you look at their pitching staff. Uh, Robbie Ray has a chance to win the American League Cy Young. I mean, he, he was walking 7.8 batters per nine innings last year, and, and the Blue Jays basically fixed him. Uh, rookie Alec Manoa uh, has been really good for the Jays. They traded for Jose Barrios, who's kind of had some inconsistency, but still an upgrade to your major league rotation. The problem, Hyunjin Ryu, who, who had been the race, uh, has really struggled over the past couple of months, and, and so that's kind of contributed to the Jays. Uh, falling because it used to be that every five days you really counted on Ryu to give you some consistency. Uh, unfortunately, right now that consistency is that he's going to get whacked. Uh, and so uh, we've got Ross Stripling on the injured list right now. Steven Matz has been okay. Um, naturally, the bullpen's been inconsistent. That's the story of the Blue Jays. Uh, they they made their big uh, push to get Brad Hand, uh, and that did not work out at all. Uh, in fact, Hand has just been claimed by uh, the New York Mets on waivers. Um, but, yeah. 
the the Blue Jays are finding here that there's tough sledding in the American League East. I mean, they've got a lineup uh, that should be able to contend, uh, and their starting rotation is pretty good, uh, good enough that uh, they should be able to contend. And and yet, uh, you know, they're they're busy looking up at. Uh, Boston and Tampa Bay and the Yankees and, and and that's not going to change. That that's what the American League East is. So if you're the Blue Jays and you want to be competitive, you just have to keep filling holes uh, and, and and pressuring uh, those teams. But in any case, the Blue Jays, uh, it was easier to be optimistic for them in early August than it is right now. Uh, number nine, we've got the Boston Red Sox. Now uh, the Red Sox were at eleven uh, a little while back, and so this isn't. Uh, you know they they haven't exactly done a, a a bunch better. They're 76 and 59 plus 56 run differential. The the real reason for them moving up is that Chris Sale uh, has been added to the rotation, and in four starts, Sale looks awfully powerful. Uh, and so you know you you add him to Nathan Eovaldi and uh, Nick Pavetta, uh, Tanner Houck, Eduardo Rodriguez. You know they've got Garrett Richards and Martin Perez, but. You know, it might be for the best if those guys don't see a lot of a lot of starts the rest of the way. Uh, right now, they've got Xander Bogarts on the injured list, but still have Rafael Devers, um, J.D. Martinez, Hunter Renfro, Alex Verdugo, newly acquired Kyle Schwarber. The, the Red Sox still have some bats. Um, but it, it, when you go, go through this Red Sox lineup, it's like, yeah, this is a team that can be competitive, uh, but how are they going to really keep pace with a team like the Rays or a, a surging team like the Yankees? It, it's looking difficult. Uh, number eight, uh, the Atlanta Braves, who were at number nine. Uh, Braves are 70 and 62, plus 88 run differential, and and staying competitive here without Ronald Acuna Jr. And that's you know they they, they didn't sit still uh, when Acuna Jr. got injured. Um, they they went out and added bodies, and uh, and so they uh, have Jorge Soler and uh, and Jock Peterson and and Adam Duvall, uh, and that you add that to. Freddie Freeman and Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson and Ozzie Albies, an infield that they can really hit. Uh, and you can see how they have sort of climbed up uh, in the National League East. And then there's Charlie Morton and Max Fried and Ian Anderson and Oscar Nua uh, in the rotation. Uh, Kyle Muller and Tuki Toussaint uh, giving them a little bit of depth there uh, when you need spot starts. And so the Braves uh, have been uh, one of the hotter teams really in the second half, especially uh, when those bats get going. Uh, and so uh, credit to them. Uh, they, they, they were underachieving for uh, a long time, it seemed, this year, uh, but they do seem to have rallied into uh, into kind of where they might have been expected to be coming into the year. Uh, number seven, the New York Yankees, who were at number 10. Uh, the Yankees are 77 and 56, only a plus 52 run differential. Um, and part of that is they have a lot of inconsistency offensively. I mean, uh, Judge and Stanton are naturally the the guys who drive their offense they're huge power hitters they've stayed mostly healthy this year and and so great for that but the rest of their line a massive inconsistency uh and you know i just don't know that you can trust uh, a whole lot of uh, the other players uh in that yankees lineup and and then uh what do you have uh, in a pitching staff. You got Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery. Corey Kluber has returned from the injured list. Uh, Nestor Cortez Jr. has been really that nice uh, piece in in, in their uh, rotation. Uh, but then you also have uh, Araldis Chapman struggling in their bullpen. Uh, and so the, the Yankees, as much as they've been surging here in the second half, uh, it's not as though they're surging uh, and don't have any question marks. Uh, I think that uh, you, you don't want to lose, uh, don't lose sight of the fact that the Yankees uh, have, have done this surging uh, and yet still uh, have some fairly apparent holes, uh, both in their lineup uh, and in their pitching staff. Now, at number six, 
Uh, we've got the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, who have they've really surged, and, and the top six teams uh, have sort of separated from uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of the major leagues in terms of uh, run differential uh, and record. And so you got the Brewers who are 82 and 52, a plus 128 run differential. Uh, Willie Adamas. Uh, just has been a, a star for the Brewers, which is just wild considering how much he struggled uh, earlier this year in Tampa Bay. Uh, Avicel Garcia, Omar Narvaez, Colton Wong, Christian Yelich has been better recently. Uh, and so it's an okay lineup. It's not as though you look at uh, that Brewers lineup and think, wow, these guys should be winning uh, all the time. But the reason they, they are winning is because you look at that pitching staff and it's Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, who's on the injured list right now, but he's been great for them. Adrian Hauser, uh, Brett Anderson, who's also on the injured list right now. Uh, and then Eric Lauer, who was their basically their sixth starter, has come in and been quite useful. Uh, and so the, the top end pitchers uh, are really the ones driving results here for the Brewers. Okay, into the top five. Uh, and that's the San Francisco Giants uh, come in at number five, and uh, the Giants eighty four and forty nine, a plus one thirty eight run differential, and it's it's wild when you look at their lineup. You know, Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, they've kind of turned back the clock. But you're getting prime uh, production out of those guys. Uh, you've also added Chris Bryant to the deadline. Lamont Wade Jr. has been a, uh, a useful bat uh, to have in the lineup. Uh, but a lot of their success this year has been predicated on pitching. Kevin Gosman's had a, a fantastic year. Logan Webb. Uh, Aside from the time that he was on the injured list, he's been a great uh, addition for them. Anthony DiSclefani uh, has been really good. And then Alex Wood and Johnny Cueto uh, have mostly been okay, but they're both on the injured list right now, which uh, that does leave the, the Giants a, a little more vulnerable than usual. Uh, but I, I suppose I do have some questions. Uh, that lineup does not look as dangerous as uh, some of the top teams. Uh, but, you know, what are we complaining about? A team that's 84 and 49. Number four, team that was ranked number three uh, last time, Chicago White Sox. White Sox are 78 and 56, plus 144 run differential. Uh, but they've they've brought guys back from injury. Uh, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Yasmani Grandel, they've all come back uh, in the past uh, month or so. Uh, and you add them to Jose Abreu and Yoan Mancada and a, a surging Andrew Vaughn. Uh, Tim Anderson, uh, who's on the injury list right now, but... Uh, shouldn't be a long-term thing. So when you when you have all those guys going, that you can see that the White Sox have a chance to be contenders. Uh, now they've they've got some issues uh, with health uh, for their pitchers. Lance Lynn's on the injured list. Uh, Lucas Giolito is dinged up right now, but Carlos Rodon has been incredible this year. Uh, Dylan Cease has made some nice steps forward. They've got Dallas Keuchel, who's sort of a mediocre, uh, but if he's your fifth starter, that, that's okay. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez uh, has filled in quite nicely. Uh, when they've needed uh, somebody to make spot starts. And so this White Sox team, uh, they sort of were, were built to contend this year, uh, and they're doing just that. Uh, then at number three, we've got the Houston Astros. Astros are 78-55, plus 172 run differential. And that lineup does not have a lot of easy outs. Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker and Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve, uh, Yuli Gurriel, Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman, Jake Myers, uh, who they called up and has been hitting uh, 313 since getting uh, promoted from AAA. So... You, what do you do with, with that Houston lineup? That's a lineup that can contend. And then uh, their pitching staff. Well, Zach Greinke's on the injured list right now, uh, and yet they've got Framber Valdez and Lance McCullers, uh, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, Jake Odorizzi still there uh, to, to give you a spot start, uh, like with Greinke out. I mean, I think Odorizzi's sort of in tough to stay in the top five when everybody's healthy, uh, but if, if he's uh, giving you some rotation depth, uh, that's all right. Uh, and so between the between the power uh, lineup and the pitching staff that is just kind of relentlessly uh, co- effective and consistent, uh, 
No surprise that the Astros uh, are as good as they are. Now, at number two, we've got a team making a move up here. The Tampa Bay Rays were at six, uh, and they're 84 and 49, but they have a plus 170 uh, run differential. Look, you add Wander Franco, uh, the best prospect in baseball, and you would expect things to, uh, to go well. Uh, maybe you don't expect Wander Franco to be like a, a historically great player at getting on base every single game. Um, but he, he has been uh, that, that player, and Randy Arozarena has had a good season. Mike Zanino still hasn't hit for average, but he's had a nice season uh, from behind the plate. And Brandon Lau and Austin Meadows and Joey Wendell. So the Rays have uh, a pretty dangerous lineup. Uh, the wild thing, uh, about is is that they've sort of changed the game here uh, with starting rotation. They've got Shane McClanahan, uh, is probably their ace starter right now. Uh, Drew Rasmussen uh, has been effective enough. Colin McHugh makes a few starts for them, but basically it's a patchwork rotation. Uh, they're they're sort of playing major league baseball in a different way than than every other team. Every other team that is a contender is out there looking to to acquire a starter who can go seven innings uh, and give them a fighting chance uh, in a, in a playoff game. And the Rays. Uh, they don't seem to be worried about that at all. Uh, they will take a starter uh, who can go four or five innings, and then they're going to uh, patch it together uh, with their bullpen. Uh, and it's been working. So, you know, wh- why argue it? But uh, it's going to be fascinating if, if that uh, takes them to the World Series again, as it did last year, uh, because uh, they're going to be facing, uh, or they could be facing, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are the number one team, uh, again, in the power rankings. Uh, the Dodgers are 85 and 49. Uh, plus 213 run differential, which is just insane. Uh, and they have a ridiculous lineup. Uh, their weakest regular is Cody Bellinger, who's having uh, an awful season. Uh, but we kind of know that there's you know, potential for Cody Bellinger to do some some big things. But uh, Max Muncy, Will Smith, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, uh, A.J. Pollock, Chris Taylor, uh, Corey Seager. Uh, yeah, there are not a lot of easy outs to be had uh, in that Dodgers lineup. Uh, right now, the, the vulnerability of the Dodgers is the, the pitching staff. Uh, Trevor Bauer, uh, continuing his you know, ongoing suspensions from, uh, from the league, or I don't, know, I don't know how they're phrasing it, but that's basically what, what it is. Uh, and, and so if Bauer's out, Clayton Kershaw and, and Tony Gonsolin are on the injured list, so it leaves him with Walker Bueller and Max Scherzer and Julio Urias. Well, those guys are a pretty solid top three. David Price has been uh, okay. Uh, in that starting rotation, uh, but you know what do you uh, what do you do if you have the Dodgers and, and they they match up against a Rays team that is uh, not going for ace starters that they're running uh, guys who might start and go four or five innings and you're the Dodgers and you're trying to send Bueller and Scherzer and Urias and hoping that they give you you know seven or eight innings uh, it, it's a real contrast uh, and so. Uh, Anyway, if, if there's a repeat uh, of last year's World Series, it could be a, a very fascinating head-to-head matchup. But, uh, but uh, at the very least, uh, the top two teams in my power rankings right now are the Dodgers and the Rays. Uh, so when we come back, we'll dig deep on the waiver wire, some injury updates, and then one matchup uh, that I like for Thursday. It's that time of year again, all eyes now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. 
be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. That is, make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded. That's up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers for the 2021 season. Use promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. At Rock Auto, it's $216. That is more money in your pocket. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Each episode, I recommend one player that is rostered in 10% or fewer of Yahoo leagues. And uh, at this stage of the season, you probably just have to race out to the waiver wire to get them. Uh, and uh, today we're going with uh, Texas outfielder Leody Tavares. Uh, he's hitting 118 this season. So what am I even doing uh, making this recommendation? Well, uh, in AAA this year, he had 17 home runs, stole 13 bases. He hit only 245, had an 817 OPS. So some encouraging signs. Uh, gets called up uh, in August and was 0 for 19 uh, upon his uh, return to the major leagues. Uh, and and so things weren't looking too great for Leody Tavares. But his past three games has two home runs, three stolen bases, uh, and you know should have some opportunity to play for Texas uh, down the stretch. Tavares uh, is also rostered in just 8% of Yahoo leagues. So now a few injury updates, and the White Sox uh, have some some issues to deal with. We got Tim Anderson uh, on the 10-day injured list with a hamstring injury, uh, and the starting pitching staff. We got Lance Lynn on the 10-day injured list with a, a knee issue, uh, and starting pitcher Lucas Giolito, dated with a hamstring uh, injury that should cost him at least one start, but it may, potentially it could be two, in which case they'd probably end up putting him on the injured list. Uh, Boston shortstop Xander Bogarts is on the COVID uh, injured list, along with Martin Perez and closer former closer Matt Barnes. Uh, among others. Uh, Houston starter Zach Greinke also on the COVID list. Uh, Milwaukee starting pitcher Brett Anderson. Uh, te- uh, shoulder injury has him on the 10-day injury list. Uh, Twins starting pitcher Michael Pineda uh, has an oblique uh, issue, puts him on the 10-day injury list. Uh, for San Francisco, Johnny Cueto, elbow injury, uh, puts him on the 10-day injury list. Uh, Alex Wood on the COVID uh, list for San Francisco. San Francisco infielder Wilmer Flores on the 10-day injury list due to a hamstring. Uh, strain. Uh, San Francisco infielder Tommy Lastella, day-to-day with a, an oblique issue. Uh, Atlanta second baseman Ozzie Albies, day-to-day with a knee injury. Yankees third baseman Gio Ursula, who's already missed a bunch of time this year, day-to-day with a hand injury. Uh, Cleveland catcher Wilson Ramos, 10-day injured list uh, for a knee issue. Could, that could cost him the season. Uh, and Colorado starting pitcher Kyle Freeland is day-to-day with a hip uh, impingement. And so uh, then let's, before we go, grab one game that I like uh, for Thursday, and that is 
Cleveland with Tristan McKenzie on the mound, minus 103 uh, at Kansas City, uh, going with Mike Miner. Uh, and uh, this isn't so much a, wow, I really love Tristan McKenzie, although he has been uh, much better uh, in the second half of the season. Uh, it's much more, I don't trust Mike Miner uh, for Kansas City. So uh, take Tristan McKenzie, minus 103, a very slight underdog there, uh, and uh, roll with that uh, opportunity a- against the Royals. Uh, and that will do it. For today, it's a light Thursday schedule, but uh, enjoy the games uh, and also check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast. It's been a busy off season, and we're uh, uh, going through uh, the the teams as we head towards uh, the opening of training camps uh, later this month. And so, uh, check out both podcasts on uh, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Lockdown Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.